Rather than confronting an issue with your partner, people who stonewall can make evasive maneuvers such as like tuning out completely. Mm. And it takes time for the negativity created by the first three horsemen to become overwhelming enough to stonewall. Hi, I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist. And I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years. And we love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us as we share some tangible truths with you. Welcome back to another episode of Tangible Truth Podcast. I'm Carrie and Susan is with me this morning. Hello, everyone. So we are super excited. We started a series, I guess it's been four weeks ago now, mm-hmm. on this principle that the Gottmans have on the four horsemen. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about it a lot as it relates to marriage, but these principles can be applied to any relationship. And so just to kind of catch you up, for sure, go back and listen to all the episodes because they kind of build on each other. And we're going to continue that process this week. But the first of the four horsemen is criticism. Mm -hmm. And we just had the best conversation about how criticism is not a complaint. And those are two different things. The next horseman is contempt. And this Mm. is when one partner takes a morally superior stance in the relationship. And you can just imagine that that does not work well in a relationship. Uh, The third one is defensiveness. Wow. Which makes sense. If you're being criticized and somebody has contempt towards you, of course, you're going to defend yourself. Yes. But we really got into what does it look like to not be defensive, even if the other person in the relationship is being critical or attacking. Mm -hmm. And I loved that conversation. I feel like it was really helpful for me. It was very like, it's my responsibility to take ownership for myself. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So we've finally made it to the last horseman. Stonewalling. 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 So I'm just going to start with stonewalling and say stonewalling is not the silent treatment, Mm -hmm. but it's similar. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. You may read what Gottman has. Yes. What Um, is, how do they define stonewalling? We might as well stay with their research Mm -hmm. and what they have first. And then we'll go how we always do, just right. take off. Yeah. <laughs> Some practical real life examples. Yes. Yes. As we always do. Mm-hmm. But the fourth horseman is stonewalling. And it usually is a response to contempt, mm-hmm. Carrie. Mm-hmm. And we had talked about contempt being the biggest predictor, mm-hmm. actually, if we're talking about a marriage, a divorce. Yeah. Because it's just. It's toxic. It is Toxic is a very good word. So if we're not talking about marriage, we're talking about any very close relationship Mm -hmm. that you're in. And it is contempt is very toxic. That that is a a key word. So stonewalling is a lot of times a response to that. Okay, Uh, stonewalling occurs when the listener withdraws Mm -hmm. from the interaction Mm -hmm. and it is a shutdown. Yeah. And communication you simply stop responding to whoever you're in relationship with. Mm-hmm. And if you're married, it is your partner. Rather than confronting an issue with your partner, people who stonewall can make evasive maneuvers such as like tuning out completely mm-hmm. or turning away uh, maybe acting busy, engaging uh-huh. in a behavior, a distracting behavior or something like that. 
And it takes time for the negativity created by the first three horsemen to become overwhelming enough to stonewall. And it becomes this understandable out. Mm. But it frequently becomes, and here's key, a lot of times it becomes a really bad habit. Mm. So you and I have talked about pattern before. So if stonewalling becomes this frequently bad habit, it can become pattern. Yeah. You know, and then you're doing it without even realizing without you're even doing knowing. it. Yeah. And then, so I tune you out mm-hmm. if our relationship becomes right. conflictual, yes. you know, I just like, okay, if I'm the one stonewalling, yeah. I just tune you out. Right. And then if you're the one criticizing, yes. when you realize I'm being ignored completely, you just double down and criticize even more. Even more. Right. So that's the pattern it, it gets. And that's why it eventually yeah. can become a contemptuous relationship. Yes. And so that's how it, it plays out. And unfortunately, Stonewall isn't easy to stop. Mm. And that's why it becomes a pattern. Yeah. So and the research shows its result of feeling psychologically flooded. Mm. And so okay. I wanted to stop. Yes. You want me to stop here? I do. I'm like, I we need to explain what being psychologically flooded is. Is I agree. We probably have all had these feelings and didn't know to label it this, uh-huh. but psychologically flooded really means being emotionally overwhelmed. Okay. I have definitely been. Yeah. So this isn't a, I'm irritated. Well, no. This uh, is a, mm-hmm. I don't know how to function at this point. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm, I'm completely overwhelmed. Yeah. I'm, I'm emotionally spent yeah. is another word, yeah. you know, another phrase mm-hmm. we might use. Um, and I've used that phrase before. Listen, I've had it. I am emotionally spent. Yes. Now, here's another phrase I have used. I've used it recently, mm-hmm. actually. You know, after mother's death, it was a very traumatic Mm -hmm. death that she had. And I was with her for 27 days in the ICU and she was gasping for, I mean, she just couldn't swallow, couldn't eat, couldn't speak, couldn't do anything. It was just awful to see her, you know, all tubed up. And I, after her death and going through so many things, I said, I emotionally, I was in the ICU. Yes. You know? Right. Emotionally, that was the metaphor I was using. Uh Uh-huh. Emotionally, I am in the ICU. Right. So if I'm snapping at you, if I am, if I can't make a decision, Mm -hmm. my memory's not what it really, I couldn't think of things, couldn't remember something. I was emotionally flooded. I've had it. And when we get to that point, we don't think clearly. We're not making really good decisions or rational decisions. No. And so as someone who leans towards stonewalling, that's just my character Mm -hmm. is to kind of pull back a little bit. Sometimes that I'm going to shut down feels like the safest thing I can do. Yes. Right. Yes. Is I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to verbalize anything that's going to hurt anybody. So instead I'm just going to shut down Mm -hmm. and get, really quiet and really, really withdrawn. Mm -hmm. But that's not always healthy. No, no, it's not. It's not always. You're right. Because to go on with this psychologically flooded or emotionally overwhelmed Uh theme that we've got going on here associated with stonewalling, what you've just described is very accurate because you're thinking this makes me feel safe. 
safe, mm-hmm. but for the other person, right? This is me on? protecting them. Yeah, right. that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. But having been on the receiving end of somebody stonewalling me, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it feels awful. It does feel awful. It feels so. I feel so disconnected mm-hmm. from my partner. I feel mm-hmm. fearful, and then I feel like, oh, I've got to like push in and push in and get their attention back towards me because we can't fix this if we're not engaged with each other. Right. Yeah. It's a total disconnect for the other person. Mm. And it's very frustrating Mm. because you're just almost like, oh, why? Why won't they speak to me? Yeah. You know, and it's a basic human need Mm -hmm. to be heard and understood and to connect. Yeah. And so you've got that going on on the other end. Talk about that pattern. I'm just sensing it here of like somebody's critical. And so then you pull back and then the other person feels frantic Mm -hmm. that you've pulled back. And so they're desperate. Please talk to me. Please Please. talk to me. I'm desperate to connect, which then makes the person feel even more flooded. Yes. And pulls back again. So this cycle can get really big really quickly. Yes. Yeah. And so one of the things that's really important to do Mm -hmm. then is for someone to say, can we please kind of take a minute yeah, and then come back to this? Yeah. So, so talk about that a little bit because that feels like stonewalling, right? Mm-hmm. Because stonewalling is shutting down, not talking, not engaging. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between we're going to take a minute and I'm stonewalling? Because I think sometimes we can kind of lose that, don't you? Because taking a minute can be a healthy thing. Yes, it can be very healthy. And so how do I know if I'm taking a healthy step to hit the pause button Mm -hmm. or if I'm just stonewalling? Well, what they call it Mm -hmm. in the research is psychologically self-soothing. Okay. And... You better read you the little research part. Yes. I do. From Gottman. Okay. In one of their longitudinal Mm -hmm. research studies, it says, We interrupted couples after 15 minutes of an argument and told them we needed to adjust their equipment in the room. Uh Uh-huh. We asked them not to talk about their issue that they were in conflict over, but just to read magazines for about a half an hour. Okay. When they started talking again, their heart rates Hmm. were significantly lower and their interaction was more positive and productive. Hmm. What happened during that half hour? Each partner, without even knowing it, psychologically soothed themselves by reading and avoiding discussion. They calmed down. And once they felt calm, they were able to return to the discussion in a respectful and rational way. Therefore, if you want to call it an antidote yeah. to stonewalling, practice psychological self-soothing. And the first step to self-soothing is to stop the conflict discussion and to call, if you want to call it, a timeout. Yeah. Meaning we need a minute. Mm-hmm. So your question was, what's the difference yeah. between calling a timeout and stonewalling? Okay. What do you think the difference is? I think so. An an example is coming to me with my husband and I, and I think he is definitely the person in the relationship who needs to take a time out more often than I do. Mm -hmm. When he will verbalize to me, I'm feeling really overwhelmed right now. Can I have a couple of minutes? Mm -hmm. And then when I'm feeling better, I will come back to you. Mm -hmm. I'm always like, 
yeah, that feels great. Let's mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Feels like we're both on the same page. Mm-hmm. He's verbalizing to me, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. Mm-hmm. And it's intentional. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a minute mm-hmm. so that I can come back and continue the conversation. Mm-hmm. He cares. He cares. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I know for me, when I'm stonewalling internally, I'm either seething mad mm-hmm. or completely and totally numb. And I'm resistant. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to talk to you. Mm -hmm. I'm pulling away. Mm -hmm. It feels very Mm one-sided. Does that make sense? Yes. Whereas, like, the timeout feels very, we're we're in agreement. We're Mm -hmm. both on the same page. We're choosing to do this as a couple in the relationship where stonewalling feels like I'm making a decision to protect myself. I'm not taking my partner's thoughts into consideration. I'm just acting for me. Mm-hmm. Two totally different things. It and feels to, different, yeah, doesn't it? The attitudes yes. feel totally different. Yes. And one is when 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 somebody says, I'm gonna need a minute to think this through uh-huh. and then I'll get back to you. Uh that says I've heard you. Yes. I just can't I can't meet you at that level. Yeah. Or I can't I can't talk about it right now. Yeah. But I want to. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what the message means. Right. Of I'll get back to you. Yeah. That's how it's received. Uh, versus the other one, never stonewalling, tuning out. Mm-hmm. Uh, tuning out altogether and not speaking says you're not important. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking yeah. about this. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And so that shuts the other person down yeah. completely, too. Yeah. And they receive messages. And like you and I have said about the brain, the brain has to finish a story, whether it's true or not. Right. So that leaves the other person to get to make up whatever story they mm-hmm. want to. And we never make somebody. up a good one. Never. <laughs> you know, from the person that was stonewalling, yeah. the other person gets to make up whatever they want to mm-hmm. make up. So this this timeout thing for both is really good. Yeah. To cool down, if mm-hmm. you will, calm down. Mm-hmm. But they say to this example, they were reading a magazine. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what you do. Yeah. It's just that time away for a breather. Right. You know, but to exercise would be great. Yeah. Take a walk. Yeah. Do whatever you want. I'm usually do. rage cleaning. Rage cleaning. Okay. <laughs> but when you cleaning. think about it, like that's a physical activity it that is. you're doing. Uh-huh. It's very intentional, mm-hmm. you know, but, but it's also, I feel like the, the importance of a timeout is there's an agreement that we're going to re-engage. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas stonewalling is a, I, I am refusing to re-engage. Right. right. So I'm wondering if you can talk to that. So if you had a client and they're constantly stonewalling because they feel afraid or they feel flooded or they feel overwhelmed, what do you do when you're in that place and you recognize, oh, this is what I'm doing. I'm refusing to engage, but I I can't because I'm too scared to engage. Like, how do we work through that? Mm, Yeah, that's hard. That is hard because there's like a trust there. Yeah. And there fe- there's some fear there. Mm. And I'm going to really be curious with that client yeah. that's stonewalling because there's a reason they're stonewalling. Right. You know, there's always a reason mm-hmm. why people behave the way they behave right. always. And so I'm going to be curious and find out why. Because in the past when they've 
spoken back. Something's happened. Mm. I need to know why mm-hmm. uh, and what happened that keeps them tuned out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're fearful emotionally yeah. to do that. It's They've been hurt when they've done that before. So I need to find out. I'd love it if they're married for the couple to be in front of me because wouldn't it be wonderful for their partner to hear this? Right. To be curious. Yeah. Um, if I'm engaged to find out for them to hear it, for their partner yeah. to hear that. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Mm-hmm. Because if they're a couple, you know, for their partner to hear that, then. Yeah, I would think it would bring some empathy oh, of you're not just so. being mean. Mm-hmm. You're not just shutting me out. You're actually afraid. Mm-hmm. And that fear is valid because I just learned this thing about you that I didn't know before. Mm-hmm. And instead of being angry about it, now you're like, oh, well, that makes sense why you wouldn't mm-hmm. feel safe engaging. Mm-hmm. And what can I do? Because every time I ask you something this way, it triggers you yeah. to do that, you know. Right. And so, so how can we approach mm-hmm. it differently? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's tough stuff, though. It is tough stuff. Yeah. But it's all very interesting. Sometimes it takes so little. Yeah. But we don't know it. We mm-hmm. don't know what we don't know. <laughs> We've done that podcast, too. We do. It's a we really do. good one. So I'm wondering if on the flip side of that, like, what if you're the person in the relationship who you're not stonewalling, but your partner always stonewalls? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's a safe way that you could approach them to have a conversation with them mm-hmm. to maybe try to understand where they're coming from a little bit better? Mm. Well, again, I'd be curious, but in a good time, out of conflict, choosing right the right time Timing is everything, Mm -hmm. not in conflict. I can't say that enough (laughs) uh, because a lot of times we do it in conflict and you get nowhere. You're in the middle of it and you're like, why do you always shut down when I'm talking to you? That's right. That's the worst possible time to do it. It's the worst possible time to do it. And many people do it in that time. Right. And you get nothing but more stonewalling. Mm -hmm. So out of conflict, being very curious with your partner. And when I say partner, I can also insert friend right. or whoever. Yeah. But it's uh, out of conflict. Be very curious. How can I do this better mm. where I can reach you, where you can speak back to me? Mm. Um, because when you don't come back, I know that I'm saying something, I'm triggering you yeah. in a way that shuts you down. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. So let's talk this through out of conflict. Mm-hmm. So do we need a timeout? Do you need a timeout? Yeah. Am I pursuing too hard? Yeah. When I trigger you? Because I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. So. I'm very teachable. I'm open. Right. uh, Because I want to make it work. The relationship's more important to me. Mm, Right. But here's what it does to me. And you need to be open and honest. This is what it does to me. When you do tune out, I feel like I don't matter to you. Mm. I'm not important to you. So you're really dropping down to that emotional level. I get really vulnerable. Yes. I'm not important to you. And see what happens when I don't feel important. Then I get hurt and my hurt turns into anger. Yeah. And then I lash out. Yeah. So my lashing out is really out of hurt and pain. Mm. Like I'm not important to you because you're not talking to me. Yeah. And I'm trying to... I'm like like a five-year-old. If I don't get attention, I'm going to yell and get it. Exactly. Exactly. I love that example that you just gave. And it really made me think about the very first episode that we did in this series. So this would have been 
episode one of the four horsemen, where we mm-hmm. talked about criticism, one of the things that you talked about there is how important a gentle startup to a conversation is. Yes. And you just gave a beautiful example of this is what a gentle startup actually sounds like. Yes. I'm curious. I feel you're not accusing the other person. You're not pointing fingers at the other person. You're choosing a safe time Mm. to have the gentle startup Mm -hmm. as opposed to a harsh startup where we're like, you always shut down. Mm -hmm. And it just... Like, even as you were saying it, I was like, if some, if my partner came to me and said exactly what you just said, I think I would feel really safe to open up and say, thank you for asking. Here's what's really going on inside mm-hmm. of me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so that's the difference between the way we approach someone mm-hmm. is often more important than what we say to them. Totally. You know, it's yeah. like, where's our tone of voice? Are we being curious? Mm-hmm. Are we sharing our own feelings and being vulnerable about our own Mm-hmm. emotions there. Totally. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So we've officially tackled all four horsemen, criticism, wow, contempt, mm-hmm. defensiveness, mm-hmm. and stonewalling. Yes. The reality is we've probably seen these in our lives at one point in time or another. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody's listened to this and had a panic moment of, oh, no, this is in my marriage or this is in my relationship with my kid, we're doomed. Mm-hmm. That's not the case, is it? No, it's not. Yeah. And actually, on all four of these, we've given a, okay, this is how you can help. Mm-hmm. You know, we call them antidotes. Yeah. That's what we've called them on all these. but. We, we've done that on all four horsemen, but on all four horsemen, it is something to like, oh, we we do a lot of this, you mm-hmm. know, criticizing. Mm-hmm. Let's pay attention to that. Right. You know, you need to know what you're fighting against as much as what you're fighting for. Right. Yeah. And these are things to fight against. Mm-hmm. You know, we do a lot of that criticizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what we need to do instead of, yeah. you know, to replace that. And we've given examples of that on all four of these mm-hmm. on the podcast, which is good. And the same for defensiveness, the same for stonewalling, the same for contempt. It Putting it in the frame of fighting for, yeah. fighting against is a good kind of frame. Yeah. Don't you? I do. I like that a lot. And it, because it feels empowering to yes. me yes. of if I'm recognizing this in a relationship, it mm-hmm. doesn't mean the relationship's doomed. It means it's time to fight. Mm-hmm. And the first step to fighting for something or fighting against something is we have to recognize what's going on. Right. So we can't pretend like everything's okay when it's not. Right. And so I think these are four things that kind of are like a spotlight to be like, oh, wait, there's a problem here. Yeah. Let's not pretend like it doesn't exist. Right. Let's acknowledge it mm-hmm. and let's find some antidotes mm-hmm. and actually like push into it and as a couple mm-hmm. fight against it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. There's always hope, you know, once you both recognize it in yeah. a relationship and fight against it. Yeah. And you can, mm-hmm. you can. And remember, everything always makes sense. If you're curious with each other. Right. We also have an episode on yes. curious. <laughs> being curious. But, but man, it leads to a next step. Yeah. You can't talk about that enough. Yeah. I have loved talking about this. I feel like it's been really practical. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love that there's so much hope here because I think a lot of times we get stuck in that place Mm -hmm. of, 
this relationship is just bad and we need to give up. And I'm like, if we can work through these things, we're in a really good place relationally. Yes. Yeah. I I talked to Steve, my husband, Mm -hmm. about about this because I tend to be, he's more of a withdrawer at work. I mean, more a pursuer at work. Yes. And more withdrawer at home. I'm more the pursuer at home. And I talked to him about this, yeah. you know, this one, because a pursuer, which are our relationship, yes. uh, can fall in this category mm-hmm. uh, pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to watch it. And I, I think this is a great reminder. Right. Especially on um, stonewalling. I love like, let's just, I call it for, for my couples, just table it. Yeah. You know, if it starts getting this way headed towards stonewalling, yeah. just table and agree. Yes. Agree. Don't let it ruin your afternoon, mm-hmm. your night, your evening. Don't let it do that. Mm-hmm. Agree to table things and then come back to it. Right. And it's like the research said. Yeah. You're you're at a, a better place when you come back yeah. to it, but you're not ignoring. It's not like you're just forgetting. Exactly. Yeah. Anything. You're just in a better yeah. place to, you to know, actually have a, a Rational, rational conversation. Yes. Yeah, rational conversation. That's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, well, I feel like I've learned a lot. Me too. <laughs> I always learn when we're researching and stuff. All right. So we are super excited. We are going to talk next week about something that when I mentioned it to Susan, she goes, you mean we haven't talked about that yet? <laughs> Why haven't we talked about that yet? So true. So you're going to want to stick around next week because it's going to be a really fun conversation um, about a word that can really change things in relationships. Totally. All relationships. All relationships. Mm -hmm. Okay. Until then, we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.